When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the rock and roll hall of fame. I'm your host, Joe Kozala, and I know absolutely too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. With me, as always, the skeptic. She wonders why she continues to do this podcast after all these years. It's Kristen Studdard. Hi, Kristen. Now more than ever, I am wondering, Joe Kozala, what am I looking at? I want everyone to know that today I hate this so much. Today, paint the picture, paint the picture for the okay, audience. Okay, so Joe says to me, "Hey, we're just going to record a quick episode, a quick thing today mm-hmm. um, for this week's episode." I just assumed I couldn't even remember if we've recorded one about someone who would be in whatever category we're going into this month. So I figure it's just an intro for a re-release of an old episode. Then I log into the freaking Zoom. And there's a third box on the screen and it's just labeled mystery. It appears to be somebody's (laughs) hand over the camera. It's moving. It's weird. I'll let you know it's a tissue. Mystery is terrifying. Oh, it's a tissue. It's a tissue. It looks like it could be like the um, lines on the palm of a hand. I can see that, but it is a tissue. Yes, there is a third (laughs) participant in the Zoom call at the moment, and uh, that will be revealed soon. Uh, It is a it is a bit of a reveal episode. Um, Well, first I have to say, Kristen, you're sounding crisp on the old AKG you know I have to get that in there but yes it is a reveal episode because as you said we are in a new month early in June Lintz is over we had a great time now we enter a new month and we are doing theme months all the way up to the induction which will be at the end of October so we've got a few months of different themes that have to do with the upcoming 2021 induction. Now, Chris, is this? <laughs> we it's July. Do you have yeah. any idea what we could be devoting July to? Um, okay, so we did early influence category, and then the other one is musical X July. So the the <laughs> I will let you know that that is not correct. We will not be talking about the musical excellence category this month. Uh, okay. This month ha- does not have to do with a side category. Oh, Kristen, just... mm-hmm. welcome to Foo Lie. Get out of my life. I don't, a whole month? No. Mm-mm. You're a fool. A f- and a I wish whole... you were lying. <laughs> a whole, the whole entirety of July. No. Will be based around. Don't do this the to Foo me. Fighters. Don't do this to yourself. Don't do this to. Also, July. We re- we re- release our episodes on Friday. Uh, there are five Fridays in July. Yeah, I. Why? Why did you choose? What is? What? Why? You'll see. What? I mean, like we'll go through the weeks, and you'll see. Now, Kristen, 
I have to ask you, do you remember if we've done a Foo Fighters episode? Yes, I remember that we did one and it was with Allie. Let's reveal who that mystery guest is. <laughs> it's Dave Grohl. <laughs> so yeah, that was our fifth episode ever. Back in the spring of 2018, we talked a rare episode where we talked about an artist before they were eligible. We talked about the Foo Fighters with Allie Gertz. And here she is now. Hi, Allie. Hi, fifth episode, five weeks of the Foo Fighters. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, how, I mean, are we going to do like a Nirvana episode? Are we going to do one about each member of the Foo Fighters? All will be revealed in okay. time. Allie, I have to ask you, do you know that the Foo Fighters are being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I do know. And I got very excited. Unless Aww. it's a trick question, in which case, uh, did they? Yeah. No, I'm the they only did. one who gets tricked on this show, Allie. We wouldn't do that to you. Right, yeah. So so they're getting inducted, first year eligible. And what we're going to do is we're going to re-air a remastered edition of our episode from, from 2018. Uh, an episode where you might say we make some predictions that turn out to be accurate. Well, very really? exciting. What did we, what did we, did we say that they would get in on their first year? I mean, I'm not going to spoil the episode, but, (laughs) um, Allie, so I just wanted, we haven't talked to you in a while. It's, it's good to see you. Allie, did you find out from Joe that they were in or did, did it just come to you through the Foo Network? I, (laughs) I'm someone who's so frequently Googling the Foo Fighters that like my little Google home screen, like will just kind of give me Foo Fighters news every once in a while. That makes sense. So it did come up on my home screen and I also saw some tweets. You have a Foogle (laughs) alert? Hey, (laughs) stop that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I actually have also been listening. I had a commute for the first time in two years. So I've been like, I just was like, I should listen to all of the Foo Fighters again. So I've, they've been very much on the brain. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So when you, when you heard the news, uh, I'm curious, like, well, one of the things that we used to not ask our guests that we do ask now, and I kind of have an idea of where you would fall in this, but would you consider going to the induction ceremony? I would Cleveland? 100% would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, as long as that is something that I'm able to financially do, I would 100% go. Yeah. It is, uh, it's October 30th in Cleveland. That would be very fun. I yeah. think the Foo fans are going to be showing up and showing out. I think they're they're this year's Def Leppard. They're coming strong. They're this year's Pearl Jam. They're this year's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I know that my uncle Mike is like the he's the biggest Foo Fighters fan that I think exists. And I know that he will be going for sure. Is he like the if one, he can get a way to go. Is he the one who lives next to Dave Grohl? That is my great uncle Art. That's a different um, uncle. We <laughs> that have is a two, different uncle. Two related uncles. I will also say that the uncle I'm referring to, Uncle Mike, his daughter, my cousin, saw went to a party and like texted me saying like Dave Grohl is here. I'll let you know how it goes. So really, it's Whoa. been foo on the brain, foo on the brain. Well, like a recent like reopening party, like within the past. Yes, few within within the last wow. week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. Incredible. Just incredible, incredible stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of like things that I could, things you might not already know, Allie. I know in in the episode that we're about to play, we talk about what members should be inducted. And there's some, there's some obvious ones, obviously Dave Grohl, 
Taylor Kurt Hawkins, Cobain, uh, Chris Novoselic, <laughs> uh, Pat Smear, Nate Mendel, Chris Shiflett. But one thing that we we got wrong in this episode is we were like this Rami Jaffe guy. It was like he joined in 2017, and we were like probably not. But he's getting he's getting included. Do you have any All right about that? Well, one of the things that I think is fun is like every once in a while, there will be like a rumor that the Foo Fighters are breaking up or whatever, and that there's some type of drama or something amongst the bandmates. And Mm -hmm. then Dave Grohl will make some type of like joke about like, yeah, so-and-so is awful. So-and-so is awful. I'm the real Foo Fighters. Like I'm it. Um, But then he'll quickly be like, I'm just kidding. We're all equally part of the band. Remember, I'm I'm music's funniest guy. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's very gentle pranking, Um, just like me hiding behind a tissue. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's the the exact right amount. Gentle pranking is is very on brand for And it still is. Still is very anxiety producing. I'm sorry, Kristen, you looked very stressed. Um, <laughs> I was, well, because I've been not so gently pranked as well on the, on this show. And I sure was worried that something awful was coming for me or that I was- kind of bo- did. <laughs> no, this that is be not annoying awful. To talk Talking to. to you? No, absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, getting fooled into thinking that Bobby Boris Pickett, <laughs> the monster mash guy, is going to be in the Hall of Fame. That's a little, that's embarrassing. That's our uh, famous Halloween prank from years ago. And uh, man, you, did the prank work because you were, did, did the prank work because you were so sad that it was not true? The prank worked because I in no way thought that I could be, that I, I, with the precedent, it was the first and the worst. And so because <laughs> I had no precedent for expecting to be pranked on the show, it, it worked because it got me completely. I was just like, who who knows? The Rock Hall's capable of anything. They could be putting <laughs> in a bunch of, the Smashing Pumpkins could be getting in along with, I don't even remember. It was, it was the zombies, zombie. Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, Oingo Boingo. I was doing all the Halloween bands. Yeah. <laughs> and I, he was like, didn't you catch on that they were Halloween bands? I'm like, no, I didn't even think to look. I was just like, sure, whatever. The hall's dumb. It's doing all this stuff. Now, years later, I'm much more... Uh... And I haven't pranked you since, but now your guard is up constantly, yeah, constantly. <laughs> that I'm going to prank you. Yeah. But I wouldn't do that. You um, ruined it for yourself. Now you can never prank me again. Uh, there have been Foo Fighters, at least one Foo Fighters album released since we last talked to you. Uh, That's true. Did you like it? Well, it's it's definitely a departure. It is we, a departure. In the in the episode that I'm about to to play, we talk about how Foo Fighters have a sound and they're not necessarily v- evolving in drastic ways. Sure. With, from album to album but this one i mean is like has like dance pop uh influences even in my limited amount of songwriting like i also like did a random uh, dance pop album. So I guess mm-hmm. it's just something that you have to do once. I think they copied me is what I'm getting at. Yeah, uh, But probably. no, I, I, I enjoyed it. It's definitely not the thing that I'm putting on to like energize me in the way, like, you know, there's You're not so like much time of- to put on some dance pop. Let's put on the Foo <laughs> <No>. Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so much of what I like about Foo Fighters is the nostalgia element to it. So it's always hard if it isn't what 
if it doesn't mimic kind of what it was that I already liked about them, but I actually thought it was yeah. really fun. But yeah, I'll need to listen are, to it again. I would say that the Foo Fighters genre might be current nostalgia, like mm-hmm. present day nostalgia. It's like <laughs> new nost- nostalgia. Nostalgia. Mm. Foo-stalgia. Foo-stalgia. I'm going to try to jam in Foo wherever I can. Yeah, it's it's doable. Uh, It's it's doable. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I did notice also this about the Foo Fighters. And speaking of dance pop, I, for some reason, was served the piece of news that the Foo Fighters are doing a Bee Gees cover uh, Mm -hmm. EP. And they're calling themselves the DGs, like the Dave Grohl's, I guess, I'm yeah. guessing. Uh, that um, seems like- and they're just literally doing BG songs faithfully as best they can. That doesn't surprise me knowing, you know, because we talked about on the episode that folks are about to listen to how he collaborated with Anara George uh, and she mm-hmm. has an entire or I guess Bird and the Bee has an entire cover album of that kind of yacht rock era. I mean, do you, can you call disco yacht rock? But regardless, that premise i think is very fun for studio musicians like people that are like so good and have such a distinct sound of their own that it's kind of like let's just let's just do this now i just think it's interesting that they're essentially trying to sound exactly like the bgs and i'm like what this just seems like an exercise and they're like let's put it out enough people like us they'll they'll buy it they'll enjoy it you know they'll enjoy that it sounds exactly the same but they'll know it's dave Grohl. <laughs> i mean that's what rivers rivers cuomo did with his like africa cover where it's just like wow not a single thing different about this Except it's just not, it's not as good because it's not African. Yeah. So, you know, I have a feeling I might feel similarly about that, about this <laughs> venture, if you will. And it is going to be called Hail Satin. <laughs> and it appears to be a, not an EP, a full LP. Damn. Like it's going okay. to be one side is going to be Bee Gees and I think one Andy Gibb song. And then the second side is just going to be like live stuff from the like last album. Fun. I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose we'll see. I think it's like a it's a record store day promotional thing. Okay. I mean, that makes a little more sense. Also, you know, it's fine. They can do what they want. The people who like them will will buy it and that'll be good. Well, that it reminds them. me, you know, of like questionable things that these guys do. The uh, Dave Grohl Mick Jagger song that came out that was, you know, pandemically produced virtually and separately and how embarrassing that was. It's, it's fun to be reminded how bored really famous musicians and people can get, mm-hmm. you know, especially since it's easy to think like, well, the people who are rich uh, have such a different experience from those who are not rich. Uh, and then you find out that they're going just as crazy. Yeah. Well, it's also interesting, though. It's like if anybody who isn't a multimillionaire 
gets bored and decides to make some just kind of inconsequential art, most people aren't going to see it. <laughs> you know, you so really, it's harder to be rich. Yeah, it honestly it is, and I feel for those. I feel for <laughs> those guys. Too. A moment of silence. How, how familiar edge. are either of you with this this song, Easy Sleazy? That not uh, very. I did they, not hear I, it. I saw some texts about it, and I yeah. We're on a text chain that, yeah, we were. Let me just, I'm going to throw in verse two. I'm going to throw in what the lyrics are so you guys can hear it. That's a pretty mask, but never take a chance. TikTok stupid dance. Took a samba class. I landed on my ass. Trying to write a tune. You better hook me up to Zoom. Do <laughs> my Ponzi books. Teach myself to cook. Way too much TV. It's lobotomizing me. Yeah, I think I've put on weight. I'll have another drink. Then I'll clean the kitchen sink. Okay, all talk things. about Rivers Cuomo. <laughs> like, I've <laughs> also, never heard more all things l- that these neither of these guys have done. These these guys haven't cleaned a <laughs> kitchen sink in decades. It is funny they're like hook me up to Zoom because you know anytime they're on Zoom, there's somebody else there who's <laughs> doing it for them. Also, just true. like being a middle aged person dropping a TikTok reference. Mm-hmm is never a good look <laughs> it's deeply embarrassing yeah it's a hard this is a hard one and i i don't like it for me <laughs> i don't like it There are a few things of Rock Hall news. The big one, and it's something that was kind of threatened, which is that Todd Rundgren has booked dates around and on the date of the induction ceremony. Why? As as kind of a fuck you. Because he's always been like kind of ornery about, probably because he didn't get in fast enough or like he, you know, thinks he's Yeah, the Nas didn't get in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Utopia was snubbed. But yeah, he... (laughs) He and and he it it feels like a real fuck you move because he booked the night of the show. He booked a show in Cincinnati. (gasps) It's hard to choose. So he'll be right there. (laughs) He's like he's like booked shows in Ohio around there almost to be like fuck you. It's this like remnant rocker thing of like, hey man, I'm I'm cool. I don't need your club. And it's uh, I think it's kind of a bummer. I think that's really dumb. Oh, sorry. No worries. Uh, I suppose the question goes to both of you, but Joe, as someone who deeply, well, I guess this, do you respect the Rock Hall or is it more just like a a deep uh, interest and enthusiasm for it? Because they don't necessarily have to go together. No, no, they don't. I mean, there's a lot that I I do not respect. I think they get a lot of shit and a lot of that shit comes from the fact that people are upset that, X band isn't in that Y group. Like they just, people want their favorites to be in. And then from there, it, you know, if someone's like, fuck the rock and roll hall fame, they don't even know what rock and roll is. And then their next line is like, Whitney Houston is in and Emerson Lake and Palmer's (laughs) not. And you're like, okay, well it's always, yeah, yeah, absolutely. People. So, but there's, there's a lot of cronyism deep within the hall and there's a lot of bullshit, but I also think that this is the only rock and roll lifetime achievement award that's like meaningful and like you can try to start a new one but your (laughs) chuck berry is not going to show up to yours you know what i mean like when you think about the lineage and like the history of it it's like you gotta just it's it's the one it has an impact on record sales it has an impact on a person's career it winds up in their fucking obituary so it's like a thing that 
and I'm, it's fascinating also. Obviously, we've talked of for course. hundreds of hours <laughs> about this thing. So I don't know if that answers your question. I do not respect the Rock Hall, but I am deeply involved. It's like, <laughs> it's like having it's like a family. I just, I, in a yeah, way. I have this exactly. It's exactly like family because <laughs> why would I choose to get involved with this? Come on. You're, Somebody had, yeah. you were born into it somehow. But yeah, I ask just because, like, in a way, there's something kind of rock and roll, as it were, like punk rock, I guess, about throwing your own concert the same I I think that it's kind of in the spirit of the genre of music but it's also kind of like "Eh." it's annoying of course notorious punk Todd Rundgren (laughs) (laughs) well the thing also that makes me I feel like it's kind of a bummer about Todd is that and anyone who doesn't show up is that even the most skeptical artists who wind up begrudgingly showing up to the induction ceremony all of them love it all of them have a great time and sometimes are like moved in an emotional way. And that that's what keeps me thinking that every, everyone who's inducted should show up. Like this doesn't and happen also, again. The fact that Todd is still performing and stuff, it's like his peers would be there to celebrate him. Mm-hmm. It's like, it is, it's just a bummer too, because also the fact that he's still performing, he has fans who would like to go and see him receive this honor. Yeah. They might also want to see him in concert, but I think that they would like to see their favorite artist receive this honor. And, yeah. you know, I'm just like, how does Karen know? Yeah, she's 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 not thrilled. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, all the people who worked really hard to get him in. I mean, not to say like, you know, it's like all the system that's behind him, the machinery, their 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 return on investment isn't happening, but like there are people who, you know, he got voted in and yeah. it, it I do, I understand the rock move, but like he is not the Sex Pistols. I think that there are certain artists And also you're turning down an opportunity to be seen and celebrated in like a pretty important, as imperfect and problematic as it is, but like an important institution, the thing that will be probably at the top line of your, exactly like Joe was saying, your obituary, it'll go into the top of your Wikipedia page. It will be the number, the first sentence, or it'll be in the first paragraph for sure that you are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It, to not go, I just... And he seems to have an enthusiastic audience in Ohio. Yeah. Like he's and, doing a few dates in Ohio and I think he, I think he's very popular there. And it's it's yeah. not like he's Radiohead too, where it's like, maybe they just don't understand that it could be a pretty cool thing. Like there's like, no cultural... Uh, yeah. There's not a cultural divide. Like he knows what it is. A lot of his friends are in. They'd be there. They'd love to see him. His fans would show up to it. It's just, I think it's his, it's, it's to his own detriment too, because he's going to get a lot less time dedicated to him. There sure as hell isn't going to be a tribute or anything. It's a good point. Yeah. They will, they will breeze past him. And it wasn't ever going to be like big HBO moments in the Todd Rundgren section i i would imagine but he's really gonna probably get cut down in uh, do you know if they're gonna do it live or what's the no they're they're not gonna do it live there's too much to get through yeah he's gonna get he would have been cut down to begin with and now 
it'll be like his name will flash across the screen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they'll show the <laughs> they'll show the package and maybe the person who introduces him inducts him saying and welcome to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Todd Rundgren. Moving mm-hmm. on to the next 30 people we have to put in. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and there's no chance that any of this is just a PR stunt. This is like because it wouldn't necessarily serve anybody because, <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, like to it, schedule it, it a concert be... and then cancel it would be pretty. Yeah, I don't get the sense. I mean, never say never. Like it could end up being like a big win for the hall where he's like, fine, I'll go. You and twisted then, my arm. And then he shows up or he does something insane. Like he finishes his show in Cincinnati and then races to Cleveland. Uh. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna just since, uh, since it seems unlikely, I'm gonna say right here that that's what I bet happens. I bet that he ends up going. Uh, and a, and and a I, helicopter, he, he and falls he from a. <laughs> there was all this, you know. Every time we've hoped that a thing like that will happen, it has not happened. I'm remembering a few moments that Joe has talked about in the past. Wow, I'm really pulling some stuff. Here we go. You love this. This is how far I have come. It's really you were on like our fifth episode. Or something Allie you were like in in the early days now I'm pulling I'm about to pull some past facts from before I even was actively watching the hall but I know that they really were hoping that um Steve Perry would Steve is that his name not Steve Perry is that his name Steve Perry Mm -hmm. that's not who's the guy Joe Perry is is, Joe Perry is from uh Aerosmith I was like I hope I'm not saying the Aerosmith anyway yeah Steven Tyler and Joe Perry came together to make Steve yeah they were hoping that Steve Perry Perry, because Steve Perry was there and they were hoping Mm -hmm. he would get up and sing with Journey and instead the YouTube singer sang um Arnel Pineda who's been their singer for a long time he has been their singer for a long time YouTube singer but I'm sorry I don't know his name the the Mm -hmm. the man from the Philippines that they found through YouTube, who sounds exactly like Steve Perry, but he mm-hmm. sang with the band or like, you know, there was times when I know that there was still some kind of hope that something would happen with Dire Straits and nothing came together mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were Radiohead, like Radiohead, yeah, yeah. That could have happened and then they don't. That being said, Todd Rundgren is going to fly in on a mm-hmm. hang glider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> into uh, Cleveland and he'll perform Bang on well, a Drum. I'm like, could you imagine if Jay-Z shows up? Like if Jay-Z is going to be there and like Todd Rongren thinks he's too good to go to the rock hall and then like Jay-Z is there. Like if Jay-Z is there, Todd Rongren not being there is going to matter so little. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Jay-Z is going to show up. He has acknowledged it. It was a long time where he hadn't acknowledged it, but he was, there's a show and I forget where it airs or what it is, or if it's even just online, but where people are in a barber shop and it's a bunch of famous people and they're just kind of like chit chatting. And he talked about how he was taking Blue Ivy to school and, you know, she was like embarrassed by him and he was like, I'm in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And she like rolled her eyes. Ah. <laughs> that's so great. See, he, he seems to feel like that's cool. When he said the thing about the Hall of Fame, like the other guys in the barbershop, like kind of gave it up for him. So he seemed like. Yeah, I think I do think that I hope he goes. And I do think it will be a very big deal if he is at the ceremony, especially yeah. if he brings that wife of his, you know, I mean, come mm-hmm. on, come on. <laughs> I was also listening to a lot of Jay-Z. It was Jay-Z and the Foo Fighters kind of split down the middle. Both artists that really are good in the morning when it's just kind of like, I don't want to do anything today. And then it's just like, you know what? Now I do. 
They totally hyped me up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and they were both eligible for the first time this year and got in to real big A-listers. Curious to see who will headline. I get the sense it's going to be Foo Fighters just because of the way the Rock Hall is. Sure. Now, here's one other thing about people booking shows on the day of the induction. In the fall, there is a UK tour for Belinda Carlisle. Oh, no. And that is worrisome. She has a show in, the, in Europe on October 30th. And people were freaking out online. Did I stoke those fears by being the person to find out? <laughs> Maybe. But she has responded to that because I guess that tour had been booked like, like years ago. Like long in advance, sure. Yeah. She, uh, she doesn't have like a Twitter, but she was able, she responded to some Instagram thing. And she said like, listen, uh, that was booked in like May of 2020. And, you know, we're trying to figure it out. Somebody's going to be disappointed. And I think that means she's going to, like, she's like, it's hard to cancel a tour, but I think, I don't think any of the Go-Go's are going to pass up an opportunity to be at their induction after all yeah. this time and literally right. doing a documentary to get in. Like, <laughs> I think. Yeah. I really would be very sad if Belinda wasn't there. It would, it would like break my heart. Uh, it would be. Yeah. I really, I really hope that happens. Yeah. So fingers crossed on that. That's pretty much all the news before we go to the, the remastered Foo Fighters episode. Uh, Ali, I'm curious if you have any, stray thoughts you'd like to make or comment about Dave and the boys. You know what? I just want to say how much I love the Foo Fighters and Foo Do Foo. That's a play on you do you, everybody. Goodbye. Uh, oh my. Yeah. I caught that, but it was, uh, I had to really do some mental gymnastics to get there. No doubt. Great. Well, why don't we, uh, why don't we listen to this episode that was originally recorded in May 21st of 2018, released May 25th. Actually, it was our seventh episode. Wow. Damn. First with Allie Gertz. Uh, let's go ahead and listen to that thing. We are going to talk about <laughs> Foo Fighters. We sure are. Uh, and we are going to go through my aforementioned criteria that I came up with to try and figure out what makes someone a worthy inducted artist into the uh, Hall of Fame. Is there anything you want to say before uh, we get into the criteria? Anything you want to say about Foo Fighters? Yeah, Foo Fighters uh, is one of my favorite bands, and it is the band that I am most often having to apologize for loving, mm -hmm. which I think is very... Is it your rock hall? <laughs> it is. This is it in is. a way, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, it's such a funny thing. Uh, growing up, I think liking kind of mainstream stuff is obviously very normal, but if you fall into this world of maybe kind of hipsters or snobs or elitists in any way, people that themselves are maybe musicians or whatever, you kind of are given less of a pass to like stuff that is even rock in general, I think is kind of not appreciated. I don't think people really like when people like rock and roll. Yeah, it's like I think cool. it's lame. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and I love it a lot. So. And, and mm -hmm. Joe, that's something you and I bond over. Like I really genuinely love rock. You and I have talked about you listened to a lot of radio growing up mm -hmm. and 
Still do. And I still do also. Same, but I mostly listen to rap radio. No, K- sure. K-Day. It's yeah. a, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of great stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I also just like being forced to listen to commercials, but that's neither here nor there. Okay, you are a freak. Okay, This yeah. is where we... <laughs> uh, I'm now, sorry, listen, guys. We may have I'm a podcast sorry. about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but uh, <laughs> listening to commercials and liking it? Uh, this would be a great time for you guys to have a commercial break. Yeah, yeah we'll be right, right now, back. Stamps.com. <laughs> I love Foo Fighters so much, and... And as a kid, Nirvana and Foo Fighters were equal to me. Whoa, and contra. It is insane. It is insane. It is. But if you like the Beatles and Nirvana, a really good mixture of those two bands is the Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm, like if you really sure. love pop, Whoa. if you really so. love pop music a lot, like a beautiful melody and good harmonies and really catchy tunes, and you like a little bit of rock and a little bit of roll, <laughs> <laughs> well then listen, the Foo yeah, Fighters. Got a band for you. Yeah, you. And um, you know, all the, listening to all those commercials <laughs> is really paying off. <laughs> you like it just sold me. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is a band that I sincerely love that I am not really vocal about loving. The only well, thing I'm vocal that's about... That's about to change, baby. I think so. hundreds of people are going to know. <laughs> I think generous. so. And, and I will say also, I never really go on record with how much I love Foo Fighters, but I do kind of go on record of thinking it's very stupid to go out of your way to hate them. I think it's the same as hating oh, a... It's the same as yeah. hating a park bench. <laughs> like, it's like, don't you like to sit? What? <laughs> it's nice and pleasant, nice. okay? <laughs> But anyway, uh, it's convenient. Uh, the, the the only other bands I would have picked w- would have been Weezer or Foo Fighters. Like those are the two mm-hmm. bands that have not made it in. Of course, at the time I didn't realize that there was this twenty five year rule. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But let's get into it because I'm very happy and excited to talk about it. Yeah, and uh, we are open to groups that are not eligible yet. Yes, they will be eligible for the 2021 induction ceremony. So that's in about three years. So it's coming up. Yeah. Uh, and 2020 would here. be the, the world 25 year anniversary because I started in 95. Yeah. So this is a, a thing I've, I don't think I've brought up yet, but it is oh, uh, very stupid. And if anyone's been following along with the math, you might have been like, wait a second. I mean, earlier I had that moment. What's so, going on? at the end of this year. Uh, oh, is it of... like the Oscars where the year before? Yeah. So essentially, the end of 2018, the artists that had 1993 would be 25 years from 2018, right? Mm-hmm. But we already had the class of 2018. So the eligible artists from 93, they're eligible for 2019. 2019. Because not no real good reason other than like around October is when the nominees come out and then they're they're voted on then the ceremony happens in 2019 and then that becomes the class of 2019. Are you trying to tell me math nerds are involved with the Rock Hall? <laughs> wow. I think math nerds would get mad at this. <laughs> they would, Because actually. it's not, you know, precise. But yeah, 2020 is when they're eligible, and that's the 2021 exactly. induction ceremony because 95 was their first recording. The eponymous album? Yeah, there yeah. you go. Foo Fighters. Okay, so let's go through these categories then with, with Foo Fighters. First up is Critical Appeal. And if I had to categorize your eyes, had to, if I had to categorize... Just critical as well you were like critical for yeah critical i need to i don't not know what at, what like i feel like i'm doing an impression of someone that i just don't know who it is it's like an old movie it's a little bit edward g robinson yeah it's how they yeah so 
See? Yeah. All right. 22 Skidoo. <laughs> critical appeal. I don't think Foo Fighters are critical darlings, but I think they are critically appreciated. I would agree with you. you I know. would say that obviously they will always be looked at in a very specific light because they came from Nirvana and there will it will always be impossible to separate that completely. And that's something if you've watched any number of the Foo Fighter documentaries comes up a lot. Wait, there are a lot of Foo Fighter documentaries? There are three. I know Is of the one, one of them like Highway of Sound or something Sonic like Highways. that. Sonic Highway has <laughs> Which, one. There's sure, one and that that's more out. about. Uh, there, there might only be two. Let me see. But there, right. there are more than. There's more, there's than, more one. than one. And also, Dave Grohl has been involved in a lot of documentaries. Right. You know, there's like Sound City. But uh, there are at least two. Which isn't about them. There's but back it's... and forth, and then the TV series Sonic Highways, but then there's also a documentary that is kind of just like going through like how they became Nirvana. But then, so basically. But then it goes on to how they became Foo Fighters? I mean, sorry. Oh, okay. how, how the really, ashes I... of Nirvana became. The, yeah. Yes, yes. I could do a clean take if you want, or we could no. just pretend I'm do human. Not worry about it. No, Our certainly fans don't like doing expect that. humanity, and they don't like clean cuts. No, thank you. Leave it in. Kurt Cobain hated clean cuts, and he was famous for his long hair. So anyway, oh no, oh no, um, that we should take out. Yeah, they will never critically be adored the way Nirvana was. But not, I think, they're... and not only that, it's really just that there's this. It's Yes, they will always kind of live in the shadows of Nirvana, but because the type of music that they do is is pop, they do mm-hmm. pop. They are yeah. a pop band. They're a pop rock band. There's yeah. never going to be a world in which they could ever come close. But pop music should be celebrated and appreciated, especially coming out of that, because mm-hmm. there are like and and I think other critics would agree, although I have not gone through the reviews. Yeah. I feel like there are probably a lot of people kind of uh, looking at you have this Nirvana type skeleton, but then the the meat and the fat and everything, you know, that is this pop uh, sensibility, mm-hmm. which I think is what makes them interesting to the mainstream, but also to music nerds. Right. Uh, yeah, I guess I feel like it will never be really cool to like the Foo Fighters. I like, agree 100%. Yeah. And I also think, though, part of that definitely hits on the like whole rock music in right. and of itself as a genre is not really cool to like anymore. Mm-hmm. But let me please counter by saying like one of the things that's most interesting about the Foo Fighters to me is that like since 1995 up until now they really have gone through an evolution. Are they still making music? Oh yeah. Yes they are. For and, sure. And also. And they're, they're, their output I would say most people would agree is not quite as good as their stuff years ago but they've maintained relative consistency with the quality and it's certainly nothing like bands like Weezer where you go like don't listen to anything after those first two albums absolutely so they're they're they've had 10 albums what uh, they have That's had for real a thing but, I did not know they've had 10 albums but also they've had singles mm-hmm. um but so the, and we'll, we'll get into the, those with oh, the other categories but I, I want to say you would be shocked how many of their songs you would recognize you yeah. know a song off of each album I'm almost positive now com- oh, I'm interested and I count wait until we get into that i will also say that i think that foo fighters are one of those bands there's like a subset of bands that were kind of like the pop rock type 
bands that happened in the late 90s, early 2000s era mm -hmm. that kind of stuck around and were perpetuated by Rolling Stone in particular yeah. as like being cool. And the thing is, that was when Rolling Stone stopped being cool. That's like when Rolling Stone stopped actually kind of being on the <laughs> pulse of what was going on. And now they just put Bob Dylan on the cover at mm -hmm. least one to three times a year. Yeah. Like no matter how many what's times can yeah. you put fucking <laughs> Bob Dylan and what's his shit from the doors to put Jim Morrison on the, on the cover of in the year 2016, I'm sure at least one time they put Jim Morrison on the cover of fucking Rolling Stone. Like that is how sure. irrelevant that magazine and has like, become. Yeah. Like Hendrix is like popping up on the cover a lot. And it's uh, like in why they and celebrate how. a lot of anniversaries. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's because it's becoming incre increasingly dated and I think that in a lot of people's mind is like what the same as the like Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is the same thing it's like that's for dads who can't get over the fact that the 60s are over mm -hmm. and, and I, Joe and, and of Joe. course me Joe and you know the and the now me? <laughs> Question mark? Exclamation point? Uh, Pound so, sign? You're going to bring it back, you individually. Uh, I'm trying to make the rock hall cool since never. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, not a ton of critical, I mean, a decent amount of critical acclaim. It's like, they, I don't think anything they've put out is considered to be like a masterpiece critically, but, you know, it's their journeyman, and throughout the years, they're always given a decent amount of critical respect. And because I don't know what the other topics right. are, I don't want <laughs> we've to... Really we've dwelled uh, I, I don't by dwell. our standards. So well, I just want to make sure that the things that I want to say will come up later, but they, I'm going yeah. to bet they are. Okay, great. So let's go on to albums okay. now. Okay. Albums. Let's go on right. to does, do... It's so hard with Foo Fighters. Like, are they plural? Are they singular? <laughs> uh, do they have... Are they single? <laughs> oh. Oh, does gosh. they have... Uh, no, you're listening to Delilah. Uh, um... Uh, so do they have a classic album in their discography? And I would say that they do not have a, like, classic. What was that first one? So well, the, first the first one, one is called, is Foo, called Fighters. Foo Fighters. But the second one, The Color and the Shape. That's close. Oh, that, that's what I think would be the closest to their yeah. classic. What has Everlong on it? That is Everlong's Color and the, the Color and the Shape. What has, it also has Big Monkey Me on it? Big Me's the first album. Okay, so Big Me was on the first album. Mm -hmm. Then on the second album was... Everlong and Monkey, Monkey Wrench. Wrench. It also hero. has My Hero. Oh, great. So, February Stars. And we can we can maybe talk about albums and songs together because I think Foo Fighters' strength is their singles. singles. I think they're more of a singles band than they are an album band. And I don't think and I <laughs> think too, I think they you put out a mean? lot of good if not great albums, but none that I think really are ever in the conversation of the greatest albums of all time. They're never in the conversation. I will say just for personal enjoyment, not that that's ever been considered on anyone's review. No one's ever like, "Well, Allie thinks." <laughs> but The Color and the Shape to me is a, one of the only albums of a band I love where every single song is good in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have a single song that I would cut. I feel the same way. I, I think the Foo Fighters, self-titled, and also There Is Nothing Left to Lose, the third album, I think that those are really, really consistent albums mm -hmm. in terms of just very solid music. Right. It's not groundbreaking music, but it's like really solid. Yes. And it, it's kind of similar to what we talked about. Great. Critical. We'll put so, them in the rock and roll solid of fame. So <laughs> let's go through these songs then. Okay. Now, do they have an like, iconic song and I would say again like I think a lot of their songs are great I would say Everlong is probably the closest thing to being iconic
But otherwise, they have so many. Our next category is recognizable songs. They have so many. And I might as well just like go through Do it. a lot of them. And I will also say, too, it's not just that they have recognizable songs or like iconic song or whatever. I do think they have a recognizable sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. You know? Yes. But the question... I mean, does this come up later? Influence? Yeah, we'll okay, get to that. Okay, we'll get to that. Okay. So on that first album, we have, what do we mention? Big Me already, yeah. right? Talk about it carries on reasons only new. When I talk about it, Aries reasons new. Also, I'll stick around. Oh, this song's sure. cool. Sure, this song's great. This song. It's so this much like Nirvana. Cool. Sounded like Nirvana and Hole and all of that, like Mm -hmm. 90s. And then they have This Is a Call. And after that, we get to the color and the shape, right? Fucking love. Which we have Monkey Wrench. Which is like a staple of alt rock radio. Yeah, and also just of like any high school movie from the yeah, that er- early two thousands yeah. when they want to like. Uh, this is my hero, also right. from Color in the Shape. Ali is air drumming. She's really going so you nuts. You know it's good. This obviously starts very low, and this is Everlong, which I would say. And then the album after that is There's Nothing Left to Lose, right? Yes. And that has Breakout in it. Which they can see the music video for. How does this one go? Are you listening? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Because it goes like this. Get me to the All right, want me to get you to the. It's like asking, are you in yet? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Here we go. You have to ask. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. has Learn to Fly. Yeah. Oh. Oh, um. That's a song I forgot about. Uh, I think Next Year is the song that the show Ed had as the theme song starring Michael Ian Black. I feel like oh, Ed. <laughs> I remember that show. This one is an album called One by One. Yes. Oh, this song is great. Song. All My Life. These are not all, all on the same life. album. This just no. sounds... We just right. went okay. through four albums. Now, can I fourth. say something, mm-hmm. though? I'm going to say that Foo Fighters, in my opinion, falls very similarly into the category of the band Cake, which is a, a band that all of their albums, you can put them in any order. There is no evolution. There is no revolution. They found the sound. They found the sound. They stuck with it. It's all the same. Like, you that know, like is for all of these songs could be on the same album. You know... First, so far. Oh, right. It, it does change, Ooh, but also... The, it, that is true, but also the most popular ones 
are the ones that are the most similar, but there are definitely some some ones that don't really follow that pattern. But the, 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 the production is very, very different from color and shape in the first one. But down the line, it's going to get wacky. So here's another one from One by One. I'm, I might actually just kind of skip yeah, forward. Yeah, skip it. You would probably recognize it. It's a song oh, called yeah. Times Like These. I don't like this song. Very much. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, we, we, they have pretty good batting average so far, though, right? It's times like these And after that is In Your Honor. This is the worst album by a lot. Also, well, because this song is cheesy. This song is like a Bon Jovi type. Like, you know. Interesting comparison, what, but yeah, uh, I, I feel like it. Like, that's, this song is cheesy. Mm-hmm. It's a corny song. I right. agree. Okay, and then, so In Your Honor, I think the most recognizable song. I've got another. <laughs> and I. <laughs> That's such a. Yeah, you'd be like, that song's cheesy. Let's hear the next one. And then out of the gate. I do like this song, but I don't. It is good. I think I mean, it's a great song. I don't like this album as a whole mm-hmm. in comparison. It's the first time that I think that there are not at least four good songs. What album is this? This is called In Your, in Your Honor. Honor. And you know who liked this song a lot and covered it at the Super Bowl was oh, Prince. Yeah. Best of You. This song. I've yeah, this which song. is, I think, one of the most unlikely covers. Wow. And then there was a song called No Way Back which I, from that album, which I think is the probably the two-slot of recognizability. This just sounds like, done, done, on to the next one. Is that the song? No. <laughs> I don't do think... you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I do. The song that we heard it earlier. Mm-hmm. It's got right. Skin and Bones, because that's just a live... Yeah, I'm not... Of course, I'm skipping Skin and Bones. <laughs> What's well, a live album? So then we have Echo, Silence, Patience, and Grace, which has... And this has... is when they kind of come back. This is when, this is when VH1 started. So, you know, an interesting thing... Um, this is not when VH1 started. <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> so something that's interesting that I haven't had a good platform to speak about other than maybe with, that soapbox. with me and you... I'm trapped in a car with you and I can't get out. <laughs> uh, is that people of a certain age, uh, maybe millennials um, uh, and younger... Are, are people that... P-O-C-A. People of a certain age. Basically, we didn't ever get an opportunity. It was pre-YouTube, but post-VH1 and TV music videos. And so like, yes. we didn't really have an, a, a way to watch music videos um, because they weren't on and we didn't have the internet in that way. Um, and so this is, this is the first uh, video of the Foo Fighters that I remember actually they played on the TV mm-hmm. all the time. And it was like... It came back. Oh. Like, people started playing, you know, in 2003, you had uh, Hey Ya, and you had Stacy's Mom, and then mm-hmm. there was Which kind of great a, videos. Yeah. Really, really great videos, and there was kind of a resurgence This of, was 2003 that we were just listening to? This was 2007. 2007. Oh, okay. But this is around mid-early 2000s. It felt like there was about to be, 
like a resurgence of, of this, but then YouTube then, became yes, right. yeah. then huge and then it kind of moved away. Mm-hmm. Man, that was the thing about the Foo Fighters early stuff was I remember their music videos with, when they first uh, and, came out. And Tenacious D is in uh, uh, Breakout. And Learn to Fly. Yeah, Learn to, Learn to Fly. To fly. Yeah. And, and they like they have funny videos. The yeah. Big Me is the, the Mentos. The Big Me video is really uh, funny. Right? I remember. I feel like I remember the Everlong video, if I'm not wrong. They always did a good job and they still do, even though like people aren't watching music videos as much anymore. They always put a lot of production and they're also pretty goofy in those videos. <laughs> well, Dave Grohl has a really good sense of humor. Like he's really That's, fun. I, I, I love that you said it like that because he's, he's not, not funny. funny. No, no. <laughs> but he Goodness. does have a but good sense of funny. humor. He, he does. knows what's funny. He likes That's, to goof around. So it's and, just as important. And then the, the next album after that is Wasting Light, which has the songs Rope and Walk on them. You wouldn't does know does nothing it. for you. You would not like know it. You might. I'm going to play Rope. This just sounds like sounds like Tal like Bachman. It sounds like she's so high. Yes, doesn't it? This sounds like the soundtrack. This sounds like an episode of Friday Night Lights right now. Like, yeah, they're staring wistfully at the yeah. field. Everyone is left. The stadium remains. Yeah, that's it. I mean, legit. This is, this is soundtrack music. Baby. I'll, let's see if I can get to the chorus. Anyway, that co- kind of covers what I would consider to be recognizable songs. And then, the, you know, there's other ones that you might want to argue, Allie. But I would say, generally, what, what would you say? In terms of recognizability, I'd say we're done. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> you would presumably argue that they have a lot of album tracks and songs that maybe didn't get played on the radio much or at all that also have their merits. Sure. Uh, but in terms of iconic songs and recognizability, they, I think they do almost as well as you can for a band that came out at this time in terms of recognizable songs. And There's they, like, like a lot. They have a sound. Say what you will about the Foo Fighters. They have a sound. And, <laughs> well, you think about like who Weird Al covers. And, you and know, I do. Is that, is that going to be do. the new category? Is that gonna, has Weird I think Al it's, covers? It's not, it's not a terrible uh, I think category. It's a, I think it's worth uh, exploring. There, to my knowledge, is not a Foo Fighters uh, Weird Al song, he is there? He has a style parody from the most recent one. The most recent the one? Mo- and he played it at the Thursday show that I went to. And I went to the Friday show. And it, it's, you know, a style parody of the Foo Fighters. So he is. I was so going to say they have a style. I was going to say right, actually they have a they style have that a you style. can latch on to. Wow, it's almost like what I've been saying is been proven out. <laughs> uh, commercial success, absolutely. These incredibly I mean, so. Yeah, mil- the, every album is selling millions up until uh, those first. Up until one, people two, stop three, buying albums. There are Foo Fighters fans everywhere. It's Ev- like Red Hot Chili Peppers. They're the same. Well, obviously, I would Red Hot say Chili that that's almost a, such a good comparison. Mm-hmm. I think the Red Hot Chili Peppers are more influential. I think they were more like groundbreaking. Or in terms absolutely. of an innovative, innovative sound and like sound doing and different like, things. Yeah, absolutely. But as far as like fan base, <laughs> fan base, and like how yeah. cool it is to be a fan. Uh-huh. I think Foo Fighters and RHCP. 
simpatico just about every album they released went platinum yeah. so you know this is this is a band and that has also a, with the same number of type of recognizable songs and style of you know recognizable style of songs mm-hmm. you might have really hit that one Allie. <laughs> i think they're right up there and then uh, another category that i think they do quite well in is longevity of course and there every now and again there will be a rumor that the foo fighters are breaking up and dave grohl and the crew the foo crew will get together on facebook and say hey we're not breaking up and they'll do like kind of a funny video about it mm-hmm. it's like we'll never break up so long as none of us are dead and even then we'll probably stay together well that's course, dark that's dark <laughs> damn. dude damn daniel oh, wow and so Thank they you. have in the most recent documentary that i watched and i can't remember if it was about wasting light or sonic high uh, it mm-hmm. was wasting i think it was about wasting light it is important for every foo fighters album to have his own documentary <laughs> <laughs> but basically they were talking about you know they there have been a number of band member changes and 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 it really has affected the sound and kind of what mm-hmm. it feels like and Dave's happiness and Ugh. like but they they we still worry about Dave. they still Everybody work it out does. in a way that as long as Dave Grohl's in the band it can be Foo it Fighters it can still be Foo Fighters that first album is just him which which makes us ask will Dave it, Grohl's Foo Fighters I was just about to ask <laughs> will it ever become Wow. I ho- gosh, I hope not. Um, <laughs> and then one of our last categories is, so obviously longevity, doing great. And still, not only are they still around, but they're still like, when they put out an album. It, everyone gets excited. Well, not like, everyone. The alt radio okay. will play the song. If not for a week, they'll they'll play it. A year. You know? If not, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Where like, it's not like their new singles are going to be huge hits. Right. But it, they're going to get some play. It's, it's going to still be considered playable radio songs. Okay. Whereas there's, uh, you know, a lot of bands who are still going, but the stuff they're putting out, who cares? Innovation and influence. This is a category where I think they're not really. Yeah, I think this is where they struggle. I think this is where they lag. Hmm. This is the foo lag. I think this. Don't. don't, No. It wasn't even a play on words. I know. That's why I'm so confused why you said it. Like, not a two, three letter. Okay, moving on. Allie's just I, staring into the distance, yep. upset, <laughs> thinking about every decision she's made that's let her here. I, uh, I am staring off in the distance involuntarily, of course. Sometimes your face just does things. But I was just trying to think about what that means. I think that they're hugely important to a style change. I think that what's interesting about them, and of course I wouldn't be able to back this up with anything other than my gut, but uh, that being said, my guess is that they were largely influential in the same way that Weird Al is hugely inspirational to a genre that I hate, which is bad comedy music. music comedy. Yeah. I bet you Foo Fighters has deeply inspired many garage bands and yeah. has in that way really had its, its mark impact, left its mark yeah. but yeah in terms of do i know any other bands that sound like the foo fighters and that probably you think not exist if the foo fighters didn't yeah, exist and I, like, it's hard and, to and is there anybody like yeah. is there anybody we'd be glad yeah <laughs> yeah if foo fighters weren't around then that means we wouldn't get neon trees or whatever like, yeah so i i think that is a, a fair uh, assessment and then our last if unless you have something to say our last category no, I just that's I think that that's to their detriment it's just mm-hmm. that they're like a solid they're a steady band yes but they're, they're not, consistent they're good they, they show up they do the the job you know that they're not breaking any molds yeah they're just writing pretty solid pop rock mm-hmm. songs and there's and, merit to that you know if something needs a soundtrack the well, Foo Fighters are there call them up last category does my mom know who they are 
Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that really a you better, yeah, yeah. You better believe my mom, both my parents know who the Foo Fighters yeah, are. Yeah, so do mine. Once we were, years ago, in the car with my parents, we were driving from Pennsylvania, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to like either Columbus or uh, Cleveland, Ohio, and we passed Warren, Ohio, and my dad went, that's where Dave Grohl was born. <laughs> and it's true, and I, I can't forget that for the life of me. I, I think that's beautiful. My great uncle, who's wealthy, lives in Tarzana, and he lives next to Dave Grohl. Okay. Oh, have you ever peeped the Grohl? Uh, my uncle hangs out with him every time he goes to every single Foo Fighters concert ever. And has he ever been to? I've heard that they show up at a place called Paladino's. Yep. In Tarzana, yep. sometimes unannounced, or there, or it's like a fan club thing or something. But Paladino's is like a rock club slash dive bar owned well, by Amy Sherman Paladino. <laughs> no, I don't think. So. And they Everyone only wears serve little happy. It's the Gilmore Girls. It's Luke's. It's whatever. So, something. I, I have a couple stray thoughts, if that's okay. Please. One stray thought is just about the personality of the band in question, and and Dave Grohl is one of the very few good guys. Of rock Good and guys roll. of rock and roll, he's, solid dude. He's making a, solid music. Yeah, he's very clean. He yeah. obviously has had a a colorful past. It's not that he's a a square or a mm-hmm. dork. He's mm-hmm. very cool. He's obviously he beca- he started out as this scrawny weird kid and became a very handsome ripped guy with Lead, long leading hair. Man. Leading man. He was a weird drummer and became a yeah. leading man. It's a interesting. It's a, it's a crazy story. <laughs> it's Phil Collins all over again. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, you know, he's such a yeah, nice you know guy. Phil Collins got so ripped. <laughs> Phil Collins was so famous in a weird in a way that in we'll never really way. understand. It's true. But he's someone who doesn't have the rock and roll personality that I think attracts critical acclaim. And I think that there, yes. I yes. think it is an important mm-hmm. distinction to say. It's part of the It's part of the solidity, yes. the steadiness. He's not a tortured genius. Yeah. Yep. And I, you know. Which is who, so, you know, attractive. Who, who does, uh... Who does uh, take me down to the Paradise City? Guns <laughs> Roses. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, people. Uh-huh. So, like, Axel Rose. Yeah, one of the most rock and roll bands in terms of lifestyle. Yeah. And like, they suck so fucking hard. I hate them so much. <laughs> and people think that they're cooler than Foo Fighters mm-hmm. simply because who he is. And I think that that is something that people don't think about when it comes to like, if Dave Grohl were this tortured guy, I bet Foo Fighters would be. Not more mainstream popular, but I bet they'd be considered a lot cooler. They would have more cachet. And, 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 I, yeah. and I think that part of the Nirvana thing is, of course, the music itself. But I do think a lot of it is if he were also like if if it was Kurt Cobain's like also suicidal friend, Dave Grohl, I right. think people mm-hmm. would be like, oh, whoa. And I, I don't know. I just think that's really mm-hmm. an interesting part of it. And I don't think they get as much credit as they should for that yeah. reason. Another thing, and if we could just play a clip of a song I really, really love. Sure, the sure, newest sure. album is amazing. And uh, it's called Concrete and Gold, and it came out last year. And so something I've been doing with my friends, because I love playing new songs to people, um, is playing this song in particular. Well, and and just being like, do you know who this is? And if you know his voice well enough, mm-hmm. you will get it. But if we could just play the intro, it gets a little loud, so don't turn it up. It, it becomes very Foo Fighters. I don't want to be king. I just want to say a Cat Stevens update. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, if you know his voice. Yeah. If you know his, I, this doesn't sound like him. I mean, I, I guess for I those don't who don't know, mm-hmm. for, for those who don't know, we salute you. And 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 let's play the whole song because it's very, 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 very short, and you can always trump in post. For sure. Uh, it's gonna kick in. Ellie, you might be overestimating the amount of posts that we do. <laughs> uh, All right, I'll do it. But. <laughs> 
ready? I wasn't. Interesting. Okay, so that's the brief one. I, I, that's the brief little thing. But the other one, really, really, really quickly. Yeah, that's nice. If you could please put on Dirty Water. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna hear a female vocalist. Dirty water. You're gonna you're gonna hear a female vocalist, and and you're gonna be like, I'm a scream. I'm gonna freak out. I'm gonna be like, this ain't the food that I knew. Pity the food. I'm just had to say that. It's okay. I understand, Kristen. It's all right, Kristen. Don't worry. Gosh, I'm really ashamed. The harmony. It's going to get really cool, and I'm going to tell you before it comes up that it's Anara George from Bird and the Bee, and she's extremely cool. So this is this is actually going into like a very... Allie's getting hurt. And now she, and she's, she's like cool. really cool because here's... The, okay, so... Um. No, she's, she is the type of cool that Foo Fighters can never be because, you know, she's an indie darling. Listen to This is a sweet song. Yeah, I also... It's very ambient, it. and this is very... Um, this could get some indie rock radio play. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, if, it, if it was called a different fighters. band. Yeah. In, if it was, NPR would play this if they didn't know yeah. that it was Dave Grohl. Yeah. Well, and also, like, if she and him... <clears throat> uh, her uh, and formed, he. Yeah, if her and he formed a band together and called it something new, it would yeah. get it yeah. would get radio play. I think you're right. Like, I think that that's the kind of thing. It's honestly, it's a branding problem in some ways. Yeah, because you don't, you get more cred, but you probably sell less records. Yeah. Well, one of the things that Dave Grohl has said often, too, is that uh, if he could change one thing, it'd be his band name. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what Hall, of, Hall of Famer bad. It's Is it named off of something <laughs> in a, a comic book or something? It's like, it, it's it was a World a War II, World War II, World War II term for like UFOs and like kind of... Yeah, other, other Wait, things what? in the sky. It, in World in War II, there was like an army term about UFOs and like aircraft pilots that were, you know, not understood in the in the air by the, yeah. And I think they're not understood in the air. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, there's an X Factor category, I think, that is important and worth mentioning for this group, which is do they play the game? Oh, yeah. This is something I'm learning about despite myself. So Dave Grohl's on the nominating committee. He's on that NomCom, and he's all up in the Rolling Stone world and stuff, too. And he's at so many of the induction ceremonies performing. That makes me think it's unlikely that they won't get picked. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, so that's something to consider with our verdicts, um, which I think we're ready for now. And I think they're definitely gonna be inducted whoa i think Foo fighters could potentially be an fye <gasps> for real i mean well probably i think that you when you bring up that x factor thing that's what makes me oh man and do you want a band that appeals to these voters and Boy. it's Foo fighters yeah that's a band i mean i mean it really could and i think <laughs> wait the are thing, the red hot chili peppers in yes they are they are yeah were they fye they were not but they was like, like were they fyn two, two or three no they were not they were on a ballot Whoa. before now what is that that so that means like rush first year next first year, first year nominated. nominated so like a, a band like rush was an mm-hmm. fyn but they had been eligible for you know over a decade before but they finally got as soon nominated. as they were on the ballot they got voted in so but, the block was at the nomcom level, but uh, not the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It did not happen. And something we we brought up very early but didn't pay off was that when you get inducted, you get to now vote. You're not on the nominating committee, but now you are in the larger larger body of voters 
who then vote on the list of names that the nominating committee puts so out. So they nominate approximately how many people every About, year? So these years, it's around 19 or 20. And That's then, a lot. And then like always, five or six get in, right? Yeah, and, it, and then there's an issue with that just because there are... 2008, 2009, sometimes it would be like nine or ten names nominated. So in a way, the nominating committee could kind of push some names if they wanted to because they know about half the artists nominated will get inducted. But now it's got to a point where it's about 25%. So a lot of people are getting nominated, which makes sense why there's less FYNs. I think they'll get in. They could be an FYE. I think the one thing that would stop them from being inducted as soon as they're eligible is the fact that Dave Grohl is on the nomcom. I think he could maybe oh, be he like, would probably be, he hey, would listen, want it to look I like think favoritism. bands like T-Rex and Devo and the MC5 and all these groups that influence us should get in before we're even on the ballot. I could see him kind of making a case because for... Because he's such a good guy. Because he's a good guy. And he also right. loves music like you oh can just God. tell he's, he's such a nerd. well that's like nerd. why he's at the ceremonies I and mean, i could see him like being cause... like because he advocated for like kind of a i don't want to call him a fringe but like dire straits are you talking about dire i'm talking <laughs> about the group bad brains which oh, is like a hardcore in... group i know who from bad dc are. who are far from the mainstream yeah. they're very much an underground band and they were on the ballot they're very influential though they like, are almost everybody always mm-hmm. cites bad brains as an influence they on were them. on the ballot two years ago kind of out of the blue and nobody was expecting it and it was dave Grohl's like kind of pet project of like you have to put bad brains on the ballot they're so influential to punk and like everything yeah. and the, the, all these different underground scenes so i just feel like because he's an advocate in that way it's possible he could be like do not put foo fighters on the ballot but it's also possible that there are people who are like, yeah, yeah, but there's more of us and we can say it's not entirely up to you. So we're putting you on. Wow. Okay. So that's my, and if they, yeah, like I said, I think they could, and that would be the 2021 ceremony. And if not, definitely within five years. Holy wow. So there okay. you go. Kristen, what do you think? Hi, yay. Oh, I'm going to tell you right now, I was prepared to be like, no, they're not going to get in. They're a good rock band, but they're not maybe in the I Hall should, of Fame. Maybe I should leave my verdict for the end. <laughs> I think it's a little leading. It's a little predictive, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but honestly, I mean, I'll still I say that. I don't mm-hmm. think that they would... I Just to me, they are a good band. I'm like glad mm-hmm. they exist and everything, <laughs> but I don't think that they're hall of famers. You know, I think they've been around. They're good. I'm happy for them. Dave Grohl seems like clearly a good dude. Good neighbor too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Good for you, man. Like way to do it. Way to be a functional man in the rock and roll world. Okay. <laughs> That's what I think about Bon Jovi too. I think mm-hmm. John Bon Jovi, good dude, good hey, husband, bon functional guy. Fuck Bon Jovi though. You know? Mm-hmm. And like, I, I, do I think they'll get in? I mean, I guess they'll probably get in. <laughs> do they get into the Kristen Stuttered Rock and Roll Hall Heart of Fame? <laughs> do they get into my Heart of Fame? I'm so sorry. They do not. Mm-hmm. But I guess I'd put them in the hall. Yeah, they'll probably get in within the first five years that they are nominated. They'll get in right away, but it won't be because I had anything to do with it. <laughs> Not that I ever do. Allie. Well, uh, in terms of my heart of fame, they're definitely up there. I'm a huge, huge fan. I'm really frowning. <laughs> I, uh, I really... Heart of fame is a cool term, it's... and we're using it now. It's catching on. Uh, I, I really like the Foo Fighters a lot, but separate from that, you know, just the fact that they still continue to, to put out new stuff all the time, but that they continue to kind of evolve and change their sound and 
that they are historically important just in terms of being a band that came from Nirvana and knowing that Dave Grohl is such a big part of the committee. I don't know if that's the right word, but Mm -hmm. being a part of this, Mm -hmm. it does kind of just seem like a no-brainer in terms of like, I'm sure it will get, um, there will be less and less great bands to choose from as time goes on anyway, but it just seems like... I don't think there'll be less great bands to choose from. I mean, but it depends. Again, this is the ephemeral, Mm -hmm. ethereal nature of the hall. You think about there's such a backlog of snubbed artists that really, I think, I think it would surprise people how how many long it will take for them to run out, so to speak. Yeah, you know. Well, like the Cure are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wow. Yeah. So I just that's my new that's my new pet peeve too. mm -hmm. Oh, it's it's my number one. Make me really angry without a doubt. That's crazy. I feel like all I can speak to is that I really hope they make it in because they're nice boys and I think they deserve it. Mm -hmm. Let's put some nice boys in the hall for once. Uh, Great. So who of the band gets inducted? Obviously, Dave Grohl. Obviously. I think even though Pat Smear was on the second record and then was gone for over a decade, he's been back for the last three i think pat gets in with them pat smear was also as you know as everyone knows the touring uh, guitarist for nirvana nirvana at the very end they've had the same bassist yep. pretty much the whole time which is nate mendel mendel whatever taylor hawkins also been with them nearly as long as the bass player he's the drummer that's a blonde guy i can yes, picture he's, him he's wow. the second See? most recognizable member <laughs> yeah. of that group after because he's kind of like got a blonde long hair grolly mm-hmm. he kind of he kind of looks like dave Grohl. they're kind of and twinsies. he he has with taylor hawkins has with dave Grohl inducted rush inducted queen they were both at the at the podium oh man they're just pals they love to have fun and then chris shiflett Chris. Oh. <laughs> who's the other guitar player has been with them since like the late 90s induct yeah. them all everybody gets in is there anybody who shouldn't get in yeah i think fran i always franz, want to put everybody in franz i want everyone who's Stahl. ever played on a record to get in so franz Stahl was a, a, te- a former member he was a guitar player but he was not on an album oh then no uh, same with not on an album, William though. Goldsmith, official member. He was drums, but it looks like he was not on an album. You're either. out of there, buddy. Sorry. So this, the, the ones I picked, other than Rami Jaffe, who joined in 2017. Okay. I don't think he gets TBD. in. TBD. We'll keyboards. see. I don't know. Maybe they have a big keyboard hit. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, but that, those are the people I'd say would get inducted. And then what three songs do they play? Okay. I think they play... We've kind of talked about this. And, you know, maybe I'll let you guys yeah. go first, okay. and then I will chime in. Okay. I think they play... Ooh. I think they play Everlong. Mm-hmm. I think they play Learn to Fly. Okay. And I hope they play All My Life, because that song <laughs> fucking Rips. kicks. Yeah. That's what I want them okay. to play. Okay, good. What do you think, Allie? What three songs do they play at the induction ceremony? <laughs> yeah, I feel like they'll do times like these. Oof. I feel like they'll do <laughs> maybe All My Life. I really hope they don't do Everlong. I hate that song. Um, and it's only popular because the acoustic one, which sucks. Mm-hmm. So they'd have to do that. But they probably will. I don't know. I've seen them play a lot. Also. You can say what you want them to yeah. and what they, you think and they what will. what you think they will. Um, well, yeah. Maybe My Hero is one that I, I would be mm-hmm. happy to hear. That's a good one. That I also hope they would. They can put together a, a pretty 
tight three song set have... list of a lot of different permutations. Yeah, they really can. I don't think that they'll do any of this stuff that is like super fun, like learn to fly or break out or any of that stuff. Uh, but mm-hmm. it'd be cool. I don't think they would. I think they you might do think, Monkey like, Wrench in the middle of it. They'll just decide to play a brand new song for no <laughs> fucking reason. I'm Has anyone done that? Bon Jovi bon did that, Jovi this, did that this year. They did a song that they released oh in God. in 2018. I think, and for, it was corny as hell. It was pretty bad, <laughs> and it made the broadcast. That's like that's what Taylor made off. for getting cut out of the broadcast. And <laughs> come on, oh. I think they'll play Everlong. Mm-hmm. I think they'll play Best of You. Best of mm-hmm. You is great, and I think almost as a nod to their longevity, they'll play I'll Stick Around. Because sometimes, sometimes I'll stick around is a pretty great song. Am mm-hmm. I right about yeah, that? Yeah, it is. It's very that good. song rules. And sometimes the the bands will pick a song that feels encompassing of their career or right. like kind of is maybe they'll play exhausted from the first album <laughs> <laughs> yeah and who inducts them who inducts foo fighters so who who often is uh, eddie vetter inducts everybody two people who induct a lot of people are eddie vetter and bono right yeah, Eddie Vedder, Bono. I mean, like we we thought Dave Grohl more, but he only did two. Maybe still... Dave inducts them. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe Dave inducts I mean, himself. We saw Dire Straits induct Dire themselves, Straits. which was so sad. But uh, you know, it, it sometimes it is a current musician, like Kendrick Lamar inducted N.W.A. I feel like Paul McCartney will do it. Ooh. Oh, that's that's interesting. Ooh. That's that's if I could if I could have one bet that I'd ever have fun seeing came true i would i would put my money on paul mccartney inducting that's 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 a a a really interesting yeah that's good i think anthony kiedis will induct them (laughs) (laughs) because sometimes it's a peer but like sometimes it is uh... (laughs) well it's it's between anthony and sir paul mccartney so i mean but do they ever do gags is ever people like jack black (laughs) is it like is well i mean so so, i mean howard stern inducted bon jovi david letterman inducted pearl jam howard stern inducted bon jovi and said fuck bob dylan that's very funny it was funny my my second if i'm allowed my second second jack black just because they've done so Mm -hmm. much work together that's a really good that's a good one one as well i think people would really love to see it people would love that it might get some eyeballs tuning in and caring about this dumbass Wow, 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 wow. Can you believe it? All that time has passed since we talked about the Foo Fighters and now they're finally getting inducted. What a treat to re-air that, remastered. You'll notice I dropped in a bunch of song clips and made the sound levels nice and consistent. Uh, And we want to thank Allie Gertz for joining us in the wraparounds for her classic Who Cares About the Rock All episode. Hey, you got it. And thank you to to me from three years ago for sticking with this. I can't believe it. It's been three whole years. I I bet I sound much dumber. <laughs> I mean, that's for the listeners to decide, of course, if they want to tell us if they think Christmas is dumber <laughs> or smart us, they can tweet at us at RockAllPod on Twitter and Instagram. RockAllPod at gmail.com is the email if you want Kristen to see that see your evaluation or not, uh, you need to designate that somewhere in your message. Otherwise, I'm not going to send it to her. Uh, Allie, is there anything you would like to plug? Anything you got coming up or just your social media? Just my social media. Uh, you could follow me at Allie Gertz, where I will occasionally tweet about Foo Fighters, but uh, uh, <laughs> you know, the rest is a mystery. <laughs> Incredible. A mystery, just like you were our mystery guest today. Very hey. good. Very good. Um, and our listeners know they can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, rate and review us. Five stars only. I keep 
threatening to do a campaign online that we're going to try to get more uh, reviews and ratings and I just never do it. Uh, will next week be the week? Probably not. Uh, thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusu Kim for the music. Thank you to AKG for the microphone. Thank you to Future Rock Legends for giving you all the info you need to make a podcast about the Rock and Hall of Fame. Thank you to Pantheon Podcasts for hosting us. I'm Joe Pozzala. I'm Kristen Studdard. And who cares about the Rock Hall? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.